Talksbus. Even in the midst of conflict, it is so possible and it feels so much better to mention love words, mm-hmm. even in the conflict. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this episode of Taking Responsibility in Your Relationship. Yep, couples work is an inside job, staying on your side of the net. And I have a conversation with my bride, my principessa, my wife, Ivana Rainbow. And we have various discussions about this topic, for instance, of how we intentionally self-soothe at times of conflict to be able to repair quicker and come back in connection. We discuss how important discernment is in the timing to address the conflict and how we ask ourselves the question, how can I take accountability for my part of the conflict and how empowering it is to take accountability and apologize. We also share a recent story on the issue of sex and how we work the conflict through. And we also share ways we shift our negative ruminating and feelings of irritation towards feelings of appreciation. So before we get on to that episode, I do want to make a couple of announcements. I'm going to be experimenting on some episodes with some questions from you, uh, my listeners. I will take some questions that you ask about a relationship topic or an issue. And I will answer a few at the end of a future podcast. I will also experiment with doing a whole podcast around some questions that are asked by you. So you're asking, how do we do that? How do we ask a question? You can go to my website at heartsharedcounseling.com and click on the podcast page. And on the bottom, you will see there will be a button to leave a recording of your question, and I will get it. So go ahead, leave me a message, and we'll see how that goes. And I want to share a fun milestone. I want to thank you listeners out there in over 50 countries, and in the United States, 48 states. So... Thank you so much for listening and spreading it and sharing. It feels wonderful to reach out to you all. So again, thank you for sharing. And I hope that you feel inclined to keep sharing more. And I want to thank today's sponsor, Gyro Creative, out of Detroit, Michigan. And they are owned and managed by dear friends of mine, Matt and Angela. Gyro Creative is an identity studio. They help companies and organizations build a strategic foundation built on beliefs, values, and purpose. And what I love about Gyro is that they collaborate with companies to define their brand in human terms through universal storytelling principles. 
And as you all know, by listening to my podcast, I believe in the power of storytelling. So check them out at gyrocreative.com and click on the show notes to hit the hyperlink to learn more about Gyro Creative. Okay, folks, I hope you enjoy the conversation that I had with my wife about taking responsibility in relationships. This was an interesting recording night. I was going to do a podcast, a monologue, on the topic of can one partner transform a relationship? So working on the relationship by yourself instead of constantly working with your partner. And I started talking with my wife about ideas that I had about it and stories that I want to tell and get her input as I always do. And I decided that, wow, it'd probably be better if we did one together and focus more on the topic of couples work that it's an inside job. So I invited her in the studio and she's here with me now. Yeah, so I jumped in. But before that, what was it that happened? <laughs> Almost a little conflict there. We were both in the living room and it was slightly getting darker outside and I really wanted to be outside. And I had already told you that I was going to be outside till it got dark on the balcony. And then you asked me. Yeah, I asked you, can we talk about it here inside? Because I don't want, it's a humid day. I don't want to get all bit up. I got shorts on and I didn't want to put mosquito spray on. or I didn't want to put long pants on. So then what did you say? <laughs> well, I said, put on a blanket then or some pants and come outside. I think what you said was too bad. <laughs> you said, you said, too bad. Put on a blanket, put on pants. So, yeah, that oh, was fine. Oh, that's true. I did say that. Yeah. Too bad. Put yeah. on a blanket or pants. Yeah. Because I am sitting outside. And if you want to talk to me, come on outside. Yeah. And you didn't say it in a really harsh way. You just said it in an assertive way. And real quickly, I thought to myself, man, gosh, can't she just help me out and just just stay in the the house just for 10 minutes to to uh help me out and and I caught myself I caught myself not going about what you should have done or what you should do but instead reflect upon oh wait a second I'm the one who's asking her to help me out so I should accommodate you more and all of a sudden I didn't have those thoughts anymore about you or blame and came back and stayed on my side of the net and go, yeah, 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 I will do that. That's the right thing to do is to go outside because you're the one that wants to sit outside and I'm asking for your time. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that you came around so fast before you got upset. So that was just a quick example, folks, of, again, like it's an inside job. You know, couples work and communicating and working together is a lot of the work is our own individual work of catching ourselves of how we want to be, what kind of partner do we want to be? Yeah, I actually think most of our couples work are done individually. Absolutely, yeah. We found that realization and that acceptance many years ago, and that was a great realization to know how empowering it was 
for us to just do what we can do in our responses and change the things that we can change because we have learned that old adage that, you know, uh, you're doing a certain dance and one, one partner does a different dance, the dance has to be different. And um, not waiting for the other person to just do the same dance that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like suddenly we woke up and realized, well, we each have to take responsibility here and do our part. It, it really stopped a lot of the blaming back and forth. It really lessened. We have our moments here and there, but you know, we've had enough results to really see how working on our own responses to what it is, let's say, that we don't like or don't want from the other one is way more productive than focusing on what we don't like, what we want from the other person, what we want them to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when one of us begin to escalate with something, uh, usually we won't jump on that wagon and escalate along with that person. And that is uh, great, you know, with time in our relationship that yeah. we've really come to realize. It is not a good idea to jump on the escalator there. Be silent. Let that person escalate a little bit. Walk out of the room, maybe. Yeah, yeah I call it where it's kind of let, let one person have stage. When they're on stage doing their act, you know, doing their behavior doesn't help them. Both people try to get up there and vie for the same attention. And we learned that and, and we're doing that, I think, pretty well about the other one stopping and go, all right, you got more energy about this right now. I can go ahead and just witness it. And there's another way that I can convey it. But first, I got to wait till you're available to really hear it and empty what you need to experience or feel or say so that you'll have room for me. I say that to couples every day and they intellectualize, they get it, but it's really hard to continuously practice. And you and I have been doing it for years and years and years. So it does take practice to get more proficient at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we know now that it's just smarter to be quiet right there and we know that we will get back to it and talk about it but right in that heated moment when one of us is upset is not the time to work it out well so when you say that we'll get back to it we know we'll get back to it for me i think that that's the sense of having confidence in myself like i know that i deserve respect to be heard because i'm going to make it easy for you to respect me to be heard like i know that I have confidence that I can wait and I'll find a time and a way to express to you my desired need to be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have much more respect for you when you have calmed down and then are composed and explaining yourself and then I'm open and willing to listen to you. Mm-hmm. You do that really well in the mornings because uh, Sometimes, you know, when I'm trying to time it to get out from my hour drive to go to the office, sometimes I feel some stress or have a little shortness going on in the morning. I'm really trying to work on that to have a better morning regime, even though I'm doing some exercise and some stretching and sitting. (laughs) I still at times feel some stress when I'm getting out the door. Yeah, and lately, this summer here, it has been quite intense with lots of visits and just intense summer energy. So 
we haven't always been able to uh, talk with each other yeah. during the day or the evening. And then you feel the need to give me some different various instructions in the morning before you're heading out of the door. And right. You just have a few minutes so it can come out a bit sharp. Hmm. Asking you to do some things as a checklist around the house or something or call this person or that person. Yeah, that's right. Because we haven't had more time to connect recently because of all the visitors and so forth. So that opportunity for some shortness of biting happens more. But you handle it so well. What's your mindset and how you go through it? Yeah. Because you don't come back at me. You know, you, And even if we do have a back and forth, uh, and we've had a few of them that were, were challenging last month, and we come back to it quick. And, and that's that's what I love about what we do is the repair, you know, successful partners, what puts them aside from others is that they repair well. And I think we do that very well. So we usually do that within an hour, don't we? Yeah. Well, I know you're got to get going for work there. So there's no time to talk it through right there in the morning. And you're just giving me these various instructions and your opinions and then you're off and whoops there I am with the quietness of the forest around me and so I might just go jump on the trampoline right there to shake it off a little bit or I'll go in and do the dishes and you know to distract myself yeah, and not ruminate on your energy see I, I i do that on purpose so you'll do the dishes that i help you go ahead and clean the house mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well other times i'll put on some music and mm. i'll walk dance around the room we have a nice big living room i can walk around in and that helps to shake it off, or I'll take a walk along the road amongst the trees. So you're shaking it off because you don't keep it in. Right? Yeah, I don't want to jump on your energy there, that serious energy. And I do want to give it attention and deal with it, but I just want to find my own equilibrium first and take some deep breath and then think about what you brought up. Mm, yeah. I think that that's wonderful because that gives me, I know that you have now space for me. I mean, that's what you're doing is you're really emptying kind of your cup to also then receive. Usually I give you an apology within the hour. I send a voicemail or I call you and I take ownership and accountability for me being stressed and giving you energy and, or giving, you know, I, I would say just a little bit of high energy. I don't think I'm a really stressful crazy person in the morning but i can be a little short so i take that accountability and you're open to receive it that's the beauty of it is that it works so well because you made yourself available and open to receive it because there's many people that don't they're holding in they're ruminating and they don't have any capacity to let the other person's uh, apology in or that person wanting to reach over and, and connect but when you empty your cup in the way that you do, you're you're receiving me, and that makes it so much easier to apologize to you too and own my shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and then maybe if you have time later in the day, you call me up and we can talk it through, or we wait and do it in the evening. I know that we will come back to it. So 
It's all about that we both calm down and find our peace before we meet and talk this through. So I know one thing that helps me stay on the focus of my side of the net is I continuously ask myself two questions. I'll ask this question, what am I doing that's making it difficult to get what I want? And what I want is closeness, love, connection, respect, and so not in a manipulative way. And the other question is, what can I do to make it easier to get what I want? So when I'm asking myself those two questions, boy, I am not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about, well, I'm thinking about you definitely, but I'm not thinking about you in the way that you're to blame or your behavior and what you're doing. I'm thinking more about, dang, what did I just do that made it difficult to get what I want? You weren't available or you weren't understanding. Even maybe you came back to me. Was there something I did? Did I roll my eyes? Did I raise my voice? Did I interrupt you? Did I not validate or acknowledge and give you room to express or feel? So asking, that's a great tool for me. That's a great gatekeeper to ask myself those questions so that I work on my own side of the net, my inside job. So do you have a mechanism uh, besides some of the things that you said that you do for self-care to empty your cup? Do you have a quick mechanism to focus on, all right, this is all my inside job. What can I focus about me? Or what kind of thing can I do to make it smoother and easier for us to communicate or get through this conflict? Yeah, well, um, one thing I do is that I certainly don't want to dwell too long on negativity. I just don't like that feeling. It takes my energy down and I want to bounce back to positivity. So um, I look at how can I take accountability for what just happened? Because I know since it was something that happened between the two of us, I have my part in it too. So what did I do? I know that when I feel full or tired, I can be impatient. I can be sharp. I can be bold. It can just come shooting out of me, the words. And I know, okay, we've got to do a little repair here. And I really want to catch that. I want to get us back to harmony and connection as soon as possible. So I look at what was my part in this. You go right there sometimes. You're much better at that than me because that's not my first go-to, especially when I give you some feedback and might tell you, hey, you know, what you just said was kind of sharp. You're much better at saying, hmm, you know, you're right. Wow, I was sharp. I'm really sorry. You're way faster than that. I don't, I, for me, I don't come with the first response as like taking full accountability the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, time have really taught me that it's smarter to uh, quickly take accountability for it and apologize for it. Just any simple little part I can do. That's an opening to communication and to healing of the rift we just had. So it's better to just find something I can apologize for right away. And isn't that really empowering? I know when I do that, when I'm 
get to the point where I could take accountability and apologize and and empathize with your situation, it feels powerful, it feels empowering that I'm doing that and I'm not putting it on to you and being a victim and that nobody's got anything on me. You can keep calling me out, but I'm, I know what I've done that didn't serve. And to me, that's empowering. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very empowering to give an apology, actually. It feels really good. It makes me feel that I'm mature also. And yeah, as you say, I, I own my part in this. And I step in on the stage to, for the repair work. Yeah, we've learned that early on in our relationship, living at Esalen, and the uh, focus about really taking our own accountability of, of a situation. What can we do, you know? talking in I statements and doing our own work and reflection and so forth. So we had that foundation in our relationship from the beginning. Yeah, I, I loved the We learned the Gestalt therapy the year we were there. And yeah, wow. The first week we were there, we learned to use I statements. And that is so empowering. And I can highly recommend that to speak from me as I. Yeah, from my own experience. And not, you know, an I statement is, I feel you don't love me. That is not an I statement, right? You know, I don't feel loved, you know, right now by you. That's very different than I feel you don't love me or I feel you are doing this. So, you know, people really have to embody the aspect of an I statement of really owning your your experience and your own emotions and your own behavior. So Yeah, like saying right now I feel this and this. Or right now I think I need a break from you. I need to go and be by myself in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, also another I statement I use is right now I feel my cup is full. And I cannot talk about this right now. I need you to back up. I am going to just need some time now to um, feel my feelings. Yeah, I don't even, I don't think you even say I need you to back up. You're the one that you say, I'm going to go into the other room or I'm going to take a break. Yeah, I, I don't recall you really telling me, you know, what to do because you're good at just telling me what you're going to do. Yeah, I'm stating my needs yeah, right. with I statements, yeah. not blaming you, mm-hmm. but saying this is what I need now. Yeah, and that's really powerful because when you do it in a really assertive way, you're you're taking care of yourself. You know what you need at that time, and you're not telling me that I need to change or what I need to do. You want to go ahead and empty your cup, as you call it, and ground yourself so that you're going to come back more resourced. And I think that's so important that we realized is when we are taking a break, when we do the self-care, that we recognize that we needed ourselves instead of the other one telling, hey, you need to go take a break. You need to calm down. A lot of the inside job is knowing when I, when each of us need to take a break, when I need to take a break because I'm too stressed, my cup is full, what I need to do and tell you what I need instead of waiting for you to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also about being respectful to to each other even when we're disagreeing or fighting. We've got to stay respectful to each other. So another area that I know that couples have issues, all couples, I believe, have issues when they're with each other long enough is around sex, of course. 
and whether there's incompatibilities, if there is a difference in desires in the partnership, one person wants to have sex more than the other person, if there's unsatisfaction in their sexual relationship. So that's an area that it really shows that it can be strife or some conflict. So we've experienced some challenges just recently, just around our issue around our sex. Yeah, because I was away in Europe for two months in the spring into summer. And then I came back and we had five days to catch up for that. And then we had a lot of visitors coming for the next six weeks. And I also got sick. So we didn't get to have sex for six weeks. And that is not nice. I don't like to wait that long. I prefer to have sex weekly, at least once, preferably twice, for our connection. Yeah, because we know that if we're not connecting in that way, then there is a little more shortness or what we call biting at each other. And so we know that's a healthy part of our life that we connect well in. So we need to make sure that that's getting attention. (laughs) So when that wasn't in the last six weeks. Oh, yeah. Gosh, we got more disconnected and we were so busy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got well again and... I said to you, Friday morning when you left for work, let's make love tonight when you come home. But what happened was that we got into doing other stuff and it got late, late night movie or something like that. And we were just too tired. Yeah, with with, uh, our kids home, that we're spending more time just hanging with them and getting to bed late. Yeah, it was cozy. But so next morning I said to you, okay, let's make love tonight. And then again, the day just rolled and we had lots of social just with our kids. And we went to bed late again. Yeah. And But I thought we were going to make love, so we were late to bed and you didn't feel for it. Mm-hmm. How come? Yeah, because I felt that you had not paid attention to me during mm. the day, even though it was Saturday. Mm. I didn't feel you had touched me and said anything compliments to me or yeah made personal connection with me appreciate you yeah Mm. nothing of that Mm. had happened all saturday so i was like hmm i'm i don't feel for making love Mm. but i really needed it because i hadn't had it for six weeks but emotionally i was just like no i am not warmed up and there had been no attention during the day and then all of a sudden we're lying there in bed and you're like, hey, shall we make love now? And I said, no. <laughs> yeah, you said, no, I don't feel for it because um, there wasn't much connection before. And I thought, hmm, it's kind of getting late. Do I really want to get into this conversation about it? And I just kind of just took it in and knew that we would talk about it uh, in the morning. Yeah, I said, I haven't got attention from you. Mm. And I think you were thinking the same, <laughs> that you hadn't got attention yeah. from and me. And see, that was a good part. I didn't come back quick and say that, folks. Like, you know what goes on, and that happened in your life, too. I know everybody's life, and it happened to me in the past. So I know that's not a good thing to say, just to come back and that tit for that. You know, you do that, too. Right? That That's bullshit. So I didn't do that. Instead, I was just quiet. Yeah, you were just quiet. Yeah. And then shortly after, I heard snoring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
then we slept and I woke up in the morning and I was feeling resentful because I would actually have changed my mind that night, even though I said I was tired. I could have changed my mind if you would have said said something nice like to me. That was a question I thought you said that if I would have just said, well, what could I have done? Yes. That would have felt more if I would have inquired ask, yeah. into me. What would you have liked? Yeah. Wow. What do you need right now? Mm. If you had asked that question Saturday night there after midnight, mm-hmm. I think I would have magically gained some wow. energy. See, and that's good for me to know because that went through my mind about asking that question because you know, I do want to be interested and curious, and, and part of me was, but I thought we would maybe get into more of a process that we know that it's not good to do that late. So I didn't do that. But man, now that you're telling me that all I had to do is ask that question, I'm going to be asking questions. Mm-hmm. A good question <laughs> is mm. worth a lot. Yeah. Inquiring in and showing little interest. So you woke up feeling frustrated and a little angry that I didn't ask that. And what did you do then? I was emotional. I was irritated. And I knew I really needed this connection with you. So I was like, gosh, how can I bring myself back to um, harmony and wanting to have make love yeah, with you? have connection with you. So I got my phone and my earphones and I put on the love music track that Priba and I have made together. Hmm. So I was lying there in bed listening to these love songs and minute after minute went by. And I especially then started to choose some of the songs that Prepo really likes so that I could feel a connection to him so that my heart could open up to um, want to connect with you. Mm. And it probably took 15 minutes of these love songs. And, then and what, what songs were you, what, what were you playing? Ah, I'm so in love with you. <laughs> were, you singing, mm-hmm. were you listening to that one? That was one yeah. of my favorites. All yeah. right, good. You have several <laughs> favorites there. That reminded me of you and the softer mm. side of you, and I could feel how the barrier around my heart melted away. Mm. Uh, music is just so powerful to get to the heart. So then I took off the earphones and laid, laid away the phone and rolled over towards you mm, and he around me. you. Yeah, and I could feel that energy of you coming towards me in that way and snuggling and my energy had shifted. Yeah. So you I just couldn't fake it. Mm. I had to shift. But you my did energy. it intentionally, which is beautiful. Like you decided to intentionally shift your energy to come more towards me in that way. Instead of waiting for me again to ask that question, right? You don't mm-hmm. wait for me to ask the question in the morning, which was beautiful. You took care of yourself by uh, rearranging to transforming the way that you were feeling in order to also connect. And that was beautiful. You took care of yourself and you took you took care of us in that way. Yeah. I knew that what my need was and I needed to make this shift in me because I was the barrier myself. Mm. So one thing that you and I have been really good over the years, and we've made this a huge priority in our relationship, which is an inside job, is we both decided that thinking about each other, feeling each other in a positive, appreciative light is so important for our relationship. And 
I know that I tell couples this constantly is focusing more on what kind of partner do I want to be instead of what kind of partner do I want. And you and I are really good at that. We've had many discussions about that. What kind of partner do I want to be? I want to be more kind. I want to be more patient. I want to be more caring. I want to be more curious. So if that's the kind of partner I want to be, we know that we have to see how we're going to be that person in our life specifically. So you and I really talk about that in depth and we focus on what kind of partner do I want to be. And I know that both of us want to be a very appreciative partner. We just see the magic and the power of that in our relationship. So I know for me, one thing that I do as an inside job is I think of you constantly in a positive light. My percentage of thinking you in a negative light is very low. I don't want that to be my default. And when I know I go there, when I think about it, I want to turn the switch on to think of you in a very deep appreciative way of, of really who you are and the positive things that I see so that I can address the challenging things maybe that I'm feeling from that um, positive energy. So that's something that I know that I intentionally do on my side of the net to create a connection for especially when I'm going to see you. I love the thought of coming home. Uh, you're almost always in a very pleasant mood when I come home, which is such a gift. And so when we see each other, we're excited to see each other. and We give each other beautiful reunion hugs and attention and cook dinner together. So I look forward to that reunion when we mm-hmm. come home. Yeah, and I'm also excited to see you when you come home and hear what have happened in your day and share with you what have been up for me. So that is exciting. And what I use to shift myself away from ruminating about something I'm annoyed about with you is that, um, well, first of all, I have photos of us as a couple around the house and some of them being fun. And so that is a nice reminder to look at them as I walk around the house. And then I like to focus on a few simple images of you that in my memory that I have of you, the way you laugh, the way you uh, are explaining something that you're passionate about and you have a very charming laughter and, and feeling your energy. So I begin to think about a memory of when you were telling me something passionately and I see this, you you materialize this cute picture of you in front of me in my mind. So I think about simple things like that or the way you dance or something fun you do and when you work out in the house and you look funny. I look funny when I work out? Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Mm. I like that. You're a joker. Yeah. So you have these endearing images of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really deliberately use that Mm. to shift myself as quick as I can out of ruminating and being irritated about you because it takes away from my energy. So I want to get back to uh, peace. And do you also do that not just to turn the energy that might be challenging into that, but do you do that even when, I know I do that when it's neutral. When I'm just thinking about you or coming home, I want to crank it up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to crank it up too. 
So I use it deliberately too, so we can get more excited and cranked up in that because it's so much more fun so much riding more fun. that wave with you when you come home and we're on a higher vibration energy. Yeah. That's the part that I call that we thrive. I love to feel that our relationship, that we thrive at times more and more, and that's the aspect of is because we intentionally crank it up to feel good and think appreciative and loving thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much more fun. And that's also when we brainstorm ideas and we daydream together about if we're going to take a weekend away or vacation away or go for a date, what shall we do? Um, you know, that is so fun mm. when we ride that wave. And to me, what's also fun about it too is thinking we're going on 24 years together that the excitement to want to spend more and more of my life with you in that positive, thriving way that I know that I have to consciously and and put effort into making that happen and not let it, that it's just going to happen or that it's going to always come from you. I have to think that's the, the inside job. I have to think, what what can I do to, again, to to get what I want, that kind of future of a positive relationship. So I need to do those things on, on my own, in my own effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have responsibility for for our relationship to work and not just to function, but also to be fun and exhilarating. Yeah. And uh, as we're coming a little bit up in age here, we just don't know how much time we have left together. It yeah. could be one more day. It could be one more year. It can be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. But we know for sure it's not going to be 50 years. Yeah. So we know there is a time limit. And um, so that's we probably, want it to be as good as possible. Yeah, sorry. I was going to interrupt you. That is one thing that we do as an inside job that we do on our own. Both of us are, are very cognizant and aware of the possibilities of this relationship ending anytime by one of us dying or something happening. So bringing that consciousness in the awareness to step up, to give as much as that we can, to see the positive light, to connect and want to thrive. Both of us are doing that intentionally on our own in different ways that we do that. And I, that's why I love also, I have trust and confidence in you that you are going to take care of our relationship by you putting efforts from your side of the net. And I trust that so then I don't have to think whether you're gonna do it or not at the times that you may not be doing it the way that I want you to do. I trust that you are going to do that because you've showed that to me. And so therefore I can just stay and concentrate on my own stuff. So I really appreciate how you step up on, on your side to to give into our relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wanna live my own life to the utmost highest frequency and joy. And I wanna live my life with you because it's really fun and interesting partnering with you. So um, of course I wanna crank it up as much as possible so every day we get the chance to crank it up yeah so thanks for doing the work on your side that you do to make it a thriving and connecting and and inspiring and and being a teacher in that to me too because that's one way that 
I know that I change in certain ways is by being inspired by you when you're doing things that I want to do. For instance, I know I've told this to some clients. I might even tell on a different podcast, but this just stays in my mind. You know, years ago when we had a conflict and I walked out on the balcony in the back and uh, said something not nice through the screen door. And your your response, because I don't think you heard all the words, but your response was, what love? And I thought to myself, damn, how the hell did she get back to love that fast? Man, I want to be able to do that. That response inspired me to want to step up and be a better partner. So I know that by you working on your own stuff and transforming and doing things in a positive way, that inspires me to do it and to change some of the dysfunction or the things that aren't serving that I bring into the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the habits that I have cultivated is the habit of saying love, even in the midst of conflict. It is so possible and it feels so much better to mention love words, Mm -hmm. even in the conflict. Yeah. We're good at that, going back and forth, calling each other love, sweet, babe. But you bring in the energy of love and acceptance in a conflict. And that's a big one for from John Gottman. He says that you need a five-to-one ratio of five positive interactions to every one negative interacting in conflict. So when you bring that energy of love in conflict or acceptance, that really transforms our conflict. So, mm-hmm. so you're... You, are an inspiration just the way that you're responding as opposed to telling me how to respond. So thank you. Mm -hmm. It's actually also a little bit fun to have a conflict and see what I can manage to get in there of positivity. It's almost like a game Mm. playing and see, ooh, where can I shoot in some positive words here and there? Nice. It's exhilarating. And what I also appreciate about you that you bring into our relationship is you love to study and check things out online and from books and you bring home those tidbits of information new tools we can try out in in our communication and conflicts mm-hmm. and, uh, a couple's counselor really i hope i am studying <laughs> i hope i am bringing it home uh, i so appreciate that you bring that in yeah and something we can check out and experiment with. Well, even the things that I say, you know, to couples every day or work with couples, it's really important for me to go, hey, but people, man, when's the last time that you did that stuff that you're telling this couple to do? So I love that that helps me bring myself in check. The work that I do really helps me be the partner that I want to be because I'm focusing on it more and more during the day. So I have an advantage over most men because I'm focusing on connection during the day and uh, I'd be a hypocrite if I'm not bringing it home. So I'm glad I'm bringing it home and you make it easy, baby, to bring it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know it's getting a little late and uh, this was kind of a surprise recording. I brought you up here and I'm so grateful that you wanted to have this conversation. This was fun. I hope you all listening enjoyed some of the stories and and uh, how we shared some of part of our life of how we bring our own 
inner work, our inside job into our couple's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. This was actually fun being in the studio with you tonight, even though I was getting a little tired. Okay. It was fun. Thank you. Good. So I'll ask a couple questions to you tonight if you need me to, so we can get on to doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC, of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. <laughs>